Welcome to Lockhead on Marketing, where we're trying the world's first marketing pod storm. 30 days of strategies and ideas to help you create the future of your choosing. Hey ho, let's go. Thanks for pressing play and welcome to the world's first marketing pod storm. Sure hope you've been enjoying it. This is part one of questions and cocktails for our last uh, Q&A session during the pod storm. And uh, with that said, some people have asked us to continue. Um, so if you're interested in having us continue to do these Q&A sessions, why don't you send us an email to blackhole at lockhead.com and let us know. And if you'd like us to stop, let us know that too. <laughs> I'm joined today by the legendary podcast producer, Jason DeFilippo, uh, also of Grumpy Old Geeks fame. Check out Grumpy Old Geeks. Um, if you like technology. And today we're going to answer your questions about social cause marketing, lightning strikes, and uh, a couple more. Uh, we are sponsored by our good friends at Oracle NetSuite. Visit netsuite.com slash different. And the folks at Splunk are the leaders in data to everything. Visit splunk.com slash D to E. Splunk.com slash D to E. Now your questions and our slightly sober answers. Hey ho, let's go. You've said legendary brands take a stand. There are a lot of risks for people and companies who talk publicly about things like race, social change, etc. Have you learned anything about social issue marketing since you started your call for unity this week? Yes, I've, I've been getting a baptism by fire in the last <laughs> few days on uh, uh, being a, 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 I don't like calling yourself a brand is kind of pompous and stupid but um <laughs> certainly as a human being who's taking a stand out in the world and um look i i don't know that taking a stand is the right thing every company every brand so you know it may not be for some but i do think it's important for many and maybe most um this is an extraordinary time and even if you say things that are similar to things that others have said um i think taking a stand really does matter. What I learned this week um, after we put out the Call for Unity episode and the, the blog that goes with it, um, first of all, you can try to do something that you think is as positive and as uh, warm-hearted as possible, and you're going to piss people off. And I got a lot of hate this week from that. So that's going to happen. So I think if you're going to, if you're going to step into these waters, um, you got to realize no matter how you do it and how thoughtful you are and how balanced and, and so forth you're trying to be, um, you're going to piss people off. Cause the reality is when you say anything about topics like racism, um, or the police or society or anything that anybody else might consider political, um, you're going to piss some people off. And uh, I got some hate for it um, this week. But that said, what I'll tell you is, you know, Jace, I, I don't think I've ever done anything that got such an extraordinary, overwhelming, positive response. That's because it was fantastic. That's why. Thank you, brother. Yeah, it was it was a fantastic piece. And I think it needed to be said. So I, I'm, I'm behind you 1000%. Thank you. And I, I can. Yeah, uh, I. You may not me like me talking. You may not like me talking about this, but I was deeply honored by our conversation earlier about what you want to do with that and Grumpy Old Geeks. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it needs to be heard as many places as possible. So that's what's going to happen. Anything that Thank I can you. do to help you get that message out is, a, is it, it, it feels like my duty to do. Thank you, brother. And we got so many incredible emails. I, I just cut and paste a couple of them. I mean, there were so many. Uh, well done. Thank you for having the courage to say what else is willing to say. I have been experiencing depression of the past two weeks. Just this morning, I basically decided to give up to let the police be taken down and watch lawlessness and chaos spread. But your message gives me hope. Thank you. I cried when I read this. You are so right and so eloquent. Thank you. I mean, when somebody sends you an email like that because of something you wrote and said, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't know I'm saying this, but I'm pretty sure he'd be okay with it. Uh, I've gotten to know Bill Walton over the last handful of years. Another incredible gift from having been writing and podcasting. And, uh, and we maintained a friendship. And uh, when he got the email of uh, the call for unity, um, he sent me this note. He says, we all love you, Christopher, and we stand tall with you, united against evil. Stand tall, shine on, much love and eternal gratitude. Thank you for my life, BW. How cool is that? Right? Yep. H how amazing is that? And so... And God bless Bill Walton. I think he's an American treasure. And I'll tell you, uh, the last eight or nine months of my life have been the hardest. And Bill Walton has been an incredible support. What an unbelievable human being. So, But anyway, I guess getting back to the question um, from Charlotte, you know, I think when you're going to take a stand, you got to be ready for um, a lot of bad and a lot of heat. Uh, but at the same time, um, if you take a stand and you try to be articulate um, and it works, you get bombarded in your mailbox from things along these lines. And at least for me personally, it's just my own feeling that right now is a time for those of us who can to make a difference, to make that difference. And so um, I decided to wade into waters that I don't normally normally wade into. And uh, even though I got a lot of heat, I got way more love than heat. And so um, I'll take it. And by the way, if you disagree with me, then kind of go F yourself. Uh, that's okay with <laughs> Yeah, you got to prepare for the hugs and the pitchforks when you do these kinds of things. Yes. <laughs> and I, you know, I think from a pure marketing point of view, legendary brands do distinguish themselves. They do force, and I use that word on purpose, a choice more than drive comparison. So I think that's okay. You, we cannot be for everybody. That's okay. Right. I mean, what's the old adage? If you're selling to everybody, you're selling to nobody. Yeah, exactly. So... All right, what do we have next in the mailbag? Next up, we have Eric. And Eric says, in Play Bigger, you talk about a lightning strike to launch. I'm not sure where to begin to plan something like this. Can you back up for a second and define a lightning strike for people who are new and, and, don't, and haven't read the book and know exactly what you're talking about? Because that would really <laughs> help. Okay, thanks. So, sorry, I forget. Sometimes I go straight to inside baseball. Right. Um, Abigail agrees with you. She thinks we should <laughs> define it. And so a, what a lightning strike is a concentrated set of marketing activities that are kind of deeply integrated, focused on a core audience that is very well defined, that takes place in a very short period of time to produce maximum impact. And the reason we do lightning strikes is um, the traditional marketing model that everybody gets trained in, even if they don't understand they're getting trained in it, uh, is, is a model called reach and frequency. And what re reach and frequency says is the more often the more people hear about my shit, the more likely is they're going to buy. Well, we live in a world today where we get between 40 to 60,000 marketing messages a day. 
reach and frequency is virtually undoable for anybody today, even the biggest marketers. And so what a lightning strike is about is rather than sort of spreading peanut buttering reach and frequency style, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to pick maybe one, two, or at most three times a year. Uh, A big company might do one a quarter, but something in that range where for a few days or a week, we are going to go big. And if you are in our target audience, our target demographic, you are going to hear from us. You are going to know we're there. And so the thinking is, I'd rather be uh, deeply present in front of my core audience, my core target customer for a short period of time and sort of own their mind space for that short period of time than sort of disappear into the noise all of the time. That's what it's predicated on. Excellent. Okay. So is that clear? Clear to me. That's for sure. All right. Well, if it's, if it's clear to you, then good. Uh, this, this is why it's helpful to have a geek around to keep the marketing guy uh, on a straight and narrow. Um, and so when, when you're thinking about a lightning strike, Eric, um, you can tie it to an event. So a trade show, a conference, you could create your own event, uh, some kind of activity you're going to do, maybe featuring your customers and thought leaders in your market space or your industry broadly, or any kind of event that you want to think about, primarily an event focused on thought leadership and driving forward an agenda or what we call a point of view. So you can do that. Um, it, can be, it can be a product launch. So you can turn a product launch into a lightning strike. And if you're going to do an event, you can create your own event or, or sort of um, tack on to somebody else's. Uh, one of the stories I've told a couple times during the pod storm, but I, I, I like it because it, it's a great example of a small e-entrepreneur. My buddy Joey Wolf, who owns Paradigm Sport here in, uh, here in Santa Cruz, which is a, a wonderful gym, created this event he called New Year's Day in September. And the point of view for the strike was most people start sort of their get healthy, get fit program on, on Jan 1. Why not do it on Labor Day weekend and kind of get ahead of the curve, get fit heading into the holidays and get a start on the new year kind of thing. So with that sort of idea or that theme or that point of view for the strike, he did an event. And so uh, that's an example of a small entrepreneur sort of taking this concept and he did some PR and he included some other uh, local businesses as well. And most importantly, he included his existing customers to invite their friends so it's, a, it's an example of a very simple um, kind of a lightning strike. And at the full other end of the spectrum, um, my friends at Splunk did a, a lightning strike when they launched their data to everything category uh, in uh, September of 2019. They did a VIP only, CEO only event at, at a very cool spot in San Francisco that a bunch of high flute and super ding dong speakers. And the, uh, the keynote was uh, Barack Obama. So that's sort of at the other end of the spectrum. And they launched a bunch of products and, you know, they did a whole bunch of stuff, right? So you can do a multi-million dollar event of your own, or you can, you can do uh, with Barack Obama or whoever else you want, or you can do um, September, uh, New Year's in September. But the idea is to be creative, to be innovative, to go big for a very short period of time with something creative so that if you're in our target demographic, you will be attracted to uh, whatever it is we're doing and we will be unavoidable for that few days or maybe weeks. So Eric, I hope that helps. I got to say, seeing the pictures of you with Barack were pretty cool. <laughs> like open my Twitter one day or my Instagram one day. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> and I've shared the stage with a lot of people in my life, but uh, being, being the opening act for a former president uh, is pretty cool. 
I bet. I bet. All right, moving on to our next question. We got a question from Julie. Julie says, I'm a CMO and I'm trying to get our company to take category design and marketing seriously and make some wise investments. But our CEO and CFO don't really believe in marketing. What do I do? (laughs) Well, Julie, this is a question I feel like I get a lot. And I, I think we might have even answered it before. I'm not sure. It keeps showing up. And my answer to most people is unsatisfying and most people don't take me up on the advice, but I'll give it to you anyway. Quit. <laughs> I was going to say, Fucking isn't it quit? Isn't it quit? <laughs> yeah. And, and to, to make the quit even clearer, um, Jace, do you remember that old horror movie, the anim, an, anim, Animateville? Amityville? Amityville Horror? <laughs> Yeah, you know, this is questions and cocktails. And after a couple of <laughs> shots of whiskey, Amipatil gets hard to say. Um, I've never seen it. I was I was in, in that range where I, I, I was too young to sneak it on the HBO. And then by the time it came around that I could see it, I was just a little too old to care. So I missed it. So tell me about it. Well, you see, I have a crazy uncle, my crazy uncle John, who I love. Uh, I absolutely adore and he, he made a lot of bad judgments with me as a child. And he let me watch this movie when I was, I don't know exactly how old, but way too young to watch it. That's for sure. Um, anyway, long story, way longer, uh, Julie. In the Amityville Horror, what the movie's about is this this nice young couple moves into this home. And in, in, it's Amityville, New York, isn't it? Yes. Oh, oh good, because I thought I was about to make an ass of myself. <laughs> anyway, it's this beautiful suburban area and this beautiful home and so forth. Multiple stories. and. And um, as they're moving in, uh, there's this scene early in the film where, you know, it starts to you get the creepy music and, you know, something's up. And, and there's a scene in the movie where the house talks to the couple. And as they're moving in, the house says to them, get out. Now, <laughs> if, if you were moving into a new house, you and your, your gal, and you were walking up the flight of stairs to get to the upstairs bedroom and the house says, get out. What would you do? Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get the fuck out and go, I don't know if we need to call the cops or the church or somebody, but something weird's going on in that fucking house, right? I'd call it an airstrike. I want to I nuke the neighborhood. I don't know what the hell's going on in there. <laughs> we need some bombers and some Navy SEALs. Somebody some, call Batman. Yeah, some napalm and superheroes. Come on. If the house is talking to you and says, get out, follow the instructions. <laughs> so... So, of course, that's not what happens. They keep moving into the house against the advice of the ghost that told them to get out. And, of course, the house is possessed. And the movie ends with the house getting sucked into the bowels of the earth and it goes really badly. Um, <laughs> Spoiler so, alert. <laughs> yeah, just just so you know. Um, and so my point, Julie, is get out. There's no resolving this. Uh, there's no strategy. I've tried this a million times in my life. It's like, well, you know, we'll just convince these guys to get it with marketing. We'll get them to read such and such a book or, or take such and such. There are just some people who think that marketing is bullshit and not worth very much. And if you're at a company run by executives like that, you're at a deep, deep disadvantage. And I get because of COVID and the recession, maybe, maybe now is not a good time to quit your job. But the likelihood a company that, that thinks marketing is bullshit, particularly today, uh, particularly as a result of this uh, recession, uh, is going to be successful is 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 pretty low. So I would just uh, uh, get out. Yeah, it's like the deck stacked against you in a way you can't win. So why play the game? Yeah, and actually, you know, it reminds me of another thing, which is, you know, of course, Jace, you know, we just had Doug Merritt, CEO of Splunk, on um, Follow Your Different, 
And uh, they've gone through this massive transformation over the last couple of years, as you know. And one of the interesting things was realizing that um, not only did he do this, did he not do this transformation as some kind of a secret or or covert mission, his whole sort of uh, reason for getting hired to be the CEO was the fact that the company wanted to go through this and he had a plan and they bought into the plan and sort of all, all collectively signed up to it. So it's sort of the exact opposite of this. It's hard enough to be successful anyway, but when people are working against you as opposed to having everybody align, you're fucking finished. Yeah, I mean, Doug at least put it on his job application. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm coming to do this. Here it is. Let's, let's do it. So, you know, by the way, when it gets tough, you got to stand with me because we all agreed this is what we're doing, right? Yep. Yep. That was a great episode. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. All right. There it is. We would like to thank our good friends at NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system, to receive your free guide, the seven actions businesses need to take now and schedule your free product tour. Visit netsuite.com slash different. That's netsuite.com slash different. And you can learn how to turn data into doing with my friends at Splunk. Visit splunk.com slash D, the number two, the letter E, as in data to everything. That's splunk.com slash D to E. My friends at Atranet have been building world-class B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. Check out atre.net. My friends at Spiro are the leaders in proactive relationship management, turning the power of machine learning and AI into sales. Check out spiro.ai, that's spiro.ai. And my first book, the global international bestseller, Play Bigger. Thanks for supporting Play Bigger. Thank you so much. Uh, This podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. And if you like it enough to listen to it, why not share with your whole company? (laughs) Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Uh, Before acting on any of today's information, please consult with your shaman, doctor, and parents. Uh, We are produced and edited by Jason DeFilippo, who joined us on this episode. Sarah Knox and Jamie J do legendary technical execution and Lockhead.com. Show notes by Diane Gervasio. You can send questions to Black Hole, all one word, at Lockhead.com. And the thought I'll leave you with today comes from David Lee Roth, who said, I don't feel tardy. That's it. Thank you, my friends. Please stay healthy. Uh, Let's all try to be good to each other and uh, stay legendary, of course. And until we're together again, follow your different.